Hello, welcome to the PleasingToThePower.com podcast. This is your host, Horace Williams Jr. Thank you for joining me again this week. We're going to pick up again where we left off last week, uh, giving you guys a sneak peek of my upcoming book, The Furnace of Affliction, How God Uses Our Pain and Suffering for His Purpose. Last week I began giving you a little sneak peek at chapter one, and I think we're about halfway through, so I'm going to pick up uh, kind of where we left off. So here we go. The furnace of affliction is a constant tool God uses while we are here on earth. We will experience pain and suffering until he takes us to heaven to live with him. How long we spend in the furnace has a lot to do with how we respond to God's ongoing attempts to make us more like him. God does not want a bunch of robots walking around saying, Yes, Master, what can I do, Master? God has given us a choice. A choice to live a life that pleases and glorifies Him. God wants to purify us from sin. This is His first step in fulfilling His purpose for our pain. Our earthly bodies are dying a little bit each day. However, the Holy Spirit lives within us, convicting us of sin and empowering us to live for Christ. So let me ask you this. Can you give up those habitual sins willingly, or do you, need, or do you prefer some prodding from God? I highly recommend you surrender those sins. Look at the decision that King David made after realizing God knew of his sin. This scripture is taken from Psalm 32. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was drained away as with the fever heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Sin. That's Psalms 32, 3 through 5, verses 3 through 5. Now you may be wondering why all this talk about sin. My dear brother or sister in Christ, God wants to use us for his glory, and he cannot use us if we continue to live in sin. Period. I'm speaking from experience. Don't fall into the trap of believing that you are without habitual sin. And here we have a um, subheading. Devastating sins that interfere with our relationship with God. The first one is pride. This sin is a sneaky one that I must continue to guard against myself. I have been self-assured most of my life. Excelling in athletics during high school gave me extreme confidence as a teenager. As an adult, having monetary success and receiving recognition in the corporate world went straight to my head. I was extremely proud of my accomplishments, but something was missing. I rarely, if ever, give God the glory. When we attempt to do things using our own strength without consulting and including God, that is pride. When we pat ourselves on the back without thanking Him, that too is pride. A fine line exists between selfish pride that comes with an accomplishment and the pride we feel when God blesses us with the ability and fortitude to achieve said accomplishment. You will read more about pride as we move on later in this book. In the meantime, think about how easy it is to be prideful and not live with a heart of gratitude towards God. Toward God. So another sneaky sin that we have here is complaining. This is another one of those sneaky sins that we can easily fall into a habit of committing daily. We can complain about something from sunrise to sunset without even realizing we are doing so. 
We may grumble while getting up in the morning. Then we moan about the traffic on the way to work or school. Then we criticize our workloads. Think about the Israelites and how they behaved on the way to the promised land. After being rescued from slavery and escaping Pharaoh and the Egyptians, they complained repeatedly along their journey. The whole congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The sons of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. That's a scripture passage taken from Exodus 16, verses 2 and 3. Grumbling and complaining is blatant disrespect toward God. It is because of him that we woke up this morning. He has blessed us with the ability to read, write, think for ourselves, and earn a living. He allows us to care for our children and loved ones. He has granted us gifts, talents, and abilities that we use every day. How we show appreciation for them is up to us. Beware of the negative talk that permeates your mind and makes its way into the world. God hears everything you say and knows your heart. Complaining is a destructive habit, habit that can quickly become a part of your DNA if you're not careful. It is not representative of who you are intended to be in Christ. Okay, now we've got another few, couple more scriptures here. Now the people became like those who complain of adversity in the hearing of the Lord. And when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some of, some of the outskirts of the camp. The people therefore cried out to Moses, and Moses prayed to the Lord, and the fire died out. That's from Numbers 11, verses 1 and 2. Then I have a scripture here from the New Testament in Philippians. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you will prove yourself to be blameless and innocent, children of God, above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse, perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Then we have one more sin, sneaky sin I want to share with you. Selfishness. Oh, selfishness. Selfishness has been a lifelong battle for me. Some of the best times of my life were the to- years as a toddler before my younger brother was born. I was the center of attention for my grandmother and her best friend across the street as they helped care for me. They spoiled me rotten and gave me whatever I wanted, which most days was a ham boogie and chi-chis, or an adult speak, a hamburger and Cheetos. Yum. Three years later, when my first sibling was born, I had to learn the dreaded word, share. We shared a bedroom, we shared clothes, and we even shared the bathtub. Now don't get me wrong, this was nowhere near a Cain and Abel situation. I loved and still do love my brother dearly. We grew thick as thieves over time, and I miss him terribly when he joined the U.S. Marines as a teenager. However, I've struggled with living selfishly for many years. It is only by God's grace that my selfish monster doesn't rear his ugly head daily. It is a painful realization to that selfishness is probably one of the reasons I have remained single for all these years. We must willingly purpose ourselves to live selflessly, putting the needs of others ahead of our desires, which I had long failed to do. Here's a scripture verse in Philippians. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, 
Regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Pride, complaining, and selfishness are three sneaky or presumptuous sins that will directly affect our time spent in the furnace of affliction. The purifying process, though necessary, can be piercingly painful as God seeks to remove sin from our lives. Okay, now that's the end of the first chapter, but I finished the chapter. One thing I did in this book is I have what I call refining fire questions. So we have a few questions here. Are you hurting right now? Or have you suffered painful situations in the past? What type of pain are you experiencing? Physical, emotional, or spiritual? Be honest with yourself. Answer these questions is the beginning of seeing God's purpose in your circumstances. Question number two. Have you accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, asking Him to forgive you of your sins and come live in your heart? If you have not, what is holding you back? And then finally, the third question for chapter one. Are you battling any sneaky sins? If so, write them down. What sins are you battling that I didn't mention? What is God saying to you about your sins right now? Then I close this chapter with a verse from Psalms. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any hurtful way in me, and lead me in the everlasting way. That's Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this preview of The Furnace of Affliction, Chapter 1. I'm really excited to share this book with the world. Lord willing, it will be out later this year, 2019. I hope you have enjoyed this audio version of Chapter 1. I'll be back later this week with a prayer for mothers as we celebrated Mother's Day this past Sunday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the PleasingToThePower.com podcast. Once again, this is your host, Horace Williams, Jr., if you'd like to read the introduction to this book that I share with you, The Furnace of Affliction, you can visit my website, pleasingtothepower.com, click, click on the Furnace of Affliction tab at the top, and you'll get, be able to grab a free copy of the introduction of this book. Also, my current award-winning book, Unleash Your Power of Prayer in Your Life, A Power That Transforms Lives, is also available on my website. Once again, this is Horace Williams, Jr., Thank you so much for visiting. Keep your eyes on Christ. Be encouraged, and I'll talk to you soon. God bless.